Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No, but we need to say well. Oh, right, right. And we need to say it with absolute authority this time. Oh, authority. All right. That's it. Okay. Yeah. How are we going to do authority? Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Whoa. Whoa, sir. Oh, that was very authoritative. Yeah. I feel like I owe you something now just from how you said that. Really? I don't know. Well, give it to me. (laughs) I know that you were going for authoritative, but that actually sounds like you're saying sir to me. Like I'm I'm a drill instructor and you're... A private or something. What's a low rank? Private. It's private. Probably private. Probably light infantry. Yeah. Yeah. Or if I were a drill instructor, you'd be like, I'd be like, oh, you're you're scum. That's what I should have said. Whoa, you're scum. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been authoritative. Yeah, but I would have gotten offended by that too. So that might have just been mean. Got to save that for the beef episode. All right. It's coming up though. I know. It's next time. Next time (laughs) on Inside the Mind of a Child Genius, we get beefy. All right. I guess we should like actually do like episode stuff. Let's do episode stuff. I've got some thoughts and we were going to do a shorter episode this time. We're sort of doing a, we're debriefing after this whole Quest of the Dragon thing. The briefs are coming off. We're boxer bros. That's the new title (laughs) of the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> we want to reflect on our experience going through Quest of the Dragon, right? That's basically what we want to do today. I was thinking of this episode as kind of a, if Quest of the Dragon was a, what, 12-layer cake? This will be the cherry on top. Ah. This isn't a layer, but this is just a little right. nice top. This is sprinkles and frosting and cherry. This is a candle on top of the cake. This is your birthday, dear <laughs> listeners. This is the candle you're going to blow out for your birthday. That is a perfect segue into something I wanted to do on this episode, Jesus. Oh, yeah? Do you realize what day it is when this episode comes out? It's my birthday? No. <laughs> okay, good. That's in January. That'll be, <laughs> yeah. that'll be a while. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a very important day for this podcast. Oh, Yes. Tom and Jim Day. Tom or Jim Day. <laughs> Tom or Jim Day. <laughs> Tom or yeah, Jim Day. Yes. Yeah. It's the first of the month. I can't remember which month it is, but I think I calculated it. <laughs> Counted it, I guess is what I should really say. Did you use my song to help you count? <laughs> yeah. The way I just said that, it was like like the Mayans predicting the end of the world, right? Like, <laughs> I calculated the, the calendars. No, I just sort of counted the episodes and figured out. This is the first time for Gym Day we're celebrating. I think we're going to have missed two already. Oh, we're celebrating. Yeah. I'm, oh, that's what I'm we're gonna... doing now. Okay, nice. <laughs> this is awesome. This is a great celebration. Haven't you noticed that this whole thing has felt very festive? Yeah, it has felt kind of celebratory the whole time I was going to say something, but... <laughs> you were going to say something like, Theo, are you sure this is the right tone for today? <laughs> <laughs> this feels exciting. All right. So it's Tom Regim Day. It's a podcast-wide holiday. If your favorite podcast doesn't celebrate it, find a new favorite podcast. So in celebration of Tom Regim Day, I have a segment that we can do. Are you excited? (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. So the segment is Tom or Jim. 
question mark. Oh. And the premise of this segment is I'm going to read you a quote by Tom or Jim, and you tell me which one said it, either Tom or Jim. Okay. I thought you were going to give me a last name, and I had to tell you whether their first name was Tom or Jim. We can play that next time. I don't think this bit really has legs. I don't think it's gonna. Get, <laughs> we're going to be able to come back to it, so we'll try yours next time. Oh, well, I have one. Cruz. Jim. All oh, right. It's Tom Cruise. Oh. Theo. This is going to be a tough game. <laughs> All right, here we go. Tell me if this quote was said by Tom or Jim. May you live as long as you want and not want as long as you live. Oh, that's easy. Oh, yeah? Tom. You're right. Yeah, I know. So that quote was by Tom Hanks. If you want to learn more about this, Tom or Jim, go to www.imdb.com slash name slash nm 0000158 slash. Yeah, I mean, I think most people already know that they can go there to see Tom Hanks' profile. Um, I'm just trying to get the word out, Jesus. <laughs> I'm just saying, most people have that committed to memory already. Well, what I'm just trying to say is, this is Tom or Jim Day, and I'm just trying to get the word about, out about a Tom or Jim. Well, okay. then we need to get the name out for a Jim, so next question. I know it's going to be a Jim. Uh, I, I only did one. <laughs> 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 I knew this segment wasn't going to be very good, so I didn't want it to last long. <laughs> That's smart. Yeah. Cut <laughs> <Yeah>. your losses. <laughs> yeah. It's a lesson we've learned numerous times on this podcast, but <laughs> I think this is the first time I've actually implemented it. <laughs> if this segment isn't good, don't keep going. <laughs> From now on, all of our jokes will be very short because yeah. we have zero confidence <laughs> in our jokes. <laughs> no time for the setup. We just got to do the punchlines yeah. as short as possible. This whole episode is just punchlines. Theo, <laughs> when you go through and edit this, please delete all lead up to any punchline. <laughs> <laughs> this is our oops all punchlines episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man, that's a great reference. I think everything needs an oops all whatever you know <laughs> everything we say i remember when oops all berries came out mm -hmm. i just remember thinking why can't everything just be the good thing of that thing <laughs> yeah, if right. that makes any sense i do think in this specific situation it's probably a bad idea to just have the punchlines. but hey never know until you try and then we get the audience feedback and they're like we don't know what any of that was about <laughs> but it was way better than usual <laughs> it was much shorter <laughs> yeah that's true this is gonna be like a Five-minute episode. <laughs> Oops, all punchlines. Wow, that was kind of a, a self-burden to our podcast that we would only get five minutes worth of <laughs> Yeah, really. I felt a little offended, but I was thinking, like, maybe I should just move on. But, like, most of it is just meaningless, like, rambling, and then we have five minutes worth of punchlines. I was just trying to think, what would be another thing that could use the Oops, All Berries model and be greatly improved? Uh, probably Quest of the Dragon, Oops, All Fantasy. <laughs> and thank you for tying that back into what we're supposed to be talking about. We're bad about that. It's a perfect segue, right? Oops, All Dragons. There we go. Uh, <laughs> that would be way better. Every character's a dragon. <laughs> You'd get like a paragraph plus two cents. Oh, you're saying turn every character. No, no, don't, don't just like pare it down yeah. to only the parts where a dragon's involved. Uh, then it'd be as long as... Uh, Three Cowboys. That's actually <laughs> yeah. what I was going for in Three Cowboys. It's Oops All Cowboys. It's just, I pared yeah. it down to only what you needed to know. Oops All Nouns and Verbs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wasn't there an author who, was it Hemingway, who was like, writers should just, you know, get to the point all of the time with each sentence. It should progress the plot or whatever. I don't know. I want to say it was Hemingway. He didn't like poetic stuff and a lot of ah, uh, extra. Prosaic sort of stuff. Right. Yeah, concise language. So I think Three Cowboys 
which we haven't talked about enough this episode, so I'm just throwing this in here. It is Hemingway's, like, ultimate... Yeah. It is the most Hemingwayan book. <laughs> right, yeah. Hemingway would be proud. You have truly fulfilled Hemingway's legacy. I'm probably talking about the wrong author in this. <laughs> We're going to have to cut this whole thing. <laughs> I don't think we'll cut it. I think the great thing is when you mess something up, that really inspires people to engage with your podcast and send you emails. That's all we're looking for. That's true. We could probably afford to say a few more things wrong. Let's mess it up on purpose. I think Three Cowboys is the most Shakespearean book because it's so pared down to just what advances the plot and there's no poetry, which is very Shakespearean. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. And also it's pronounced book and not book. (laughs) So... Send in your corrections. (laughs) That needed to be said. Yeah. (laughs) We've been talking about books for too long without really getting into how they should be pronounced. Can we just make a correction for the previous 12 episodes? (laughs) Every time we said book, it should be book. I'll just go back in and edit it all and just use Microsoft (laughs) Sam to say, like, book. Well, no, you can keep our B and our K, but you can use Sam to do that. Ooh. But book. So dumb. All right. Sorry. I know we need to get the quest of the dragon, but yeah, we yeah. have like loose ends we need to tie up, right? Oh yeah, from previous episodes based on three cowboy stuff. So remember how we wrote the the wiki how article? Yes. Update on the status of that. It has been removed. Um, oh, I, th- I was so sure when you said with enthusiasm it has been <laughs> that you're going to end that with published, but that's fair. I should have redone <laughs> that with a little more suspense. It has been. Removed. Aww. Something like that. Aww. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'll add in an audience. Aww. Not a great thing to say on a celebration episode. Have to say. It's a shame on this Tom or Jim day, such such yeah. sorrowful things had to be uttered. This is an oops all celebration episode. Um. Okay. And then remember, we emailed Oprah. Yes. I'll give an update on the status of that. So I'll refresh the email now. Refreshing Gmail. Loading Gmail. All right, cross your fingers. Um, let me check the spam folder real quick. Okay, no response from Oprah. Mm, yeah. I think we're still on to something. I believe last time we said she's trying to think of the perfect response. <laughs> right. We just need to email her again and say, hey, uh, Oprah, it's, you don't have to be perfect. We know just like every good perfectionist, you're probably crying right now. But just write us a response. All right, and so the last thing is we need to just check on the ratings and reviews for Three Cowboys on Smashwords. Finally, my favorite part. Big surprise, Joseph. We got... A new rating and a new review. Wow. I do know who it's from. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so do you want me to read it? Yes, please. What a life lesson we can take from this short novella. Instead of fighting with each other, let's just sing and dance. Those we may think of as our enemies turn out to be totally different. Kudos to Child Genius Jr. Five stars. And then do you want me to read the next new review we got? Oh, wait, we got two? Yeah, this one says, What a life lesson we can take from the short novella. Instead of fighting... <laughs> you- oh. That sounds similar. Yeah, it's weird. They, they give us two identical reviews, but one of them has five stars and one of them has no rating. So do those average out? <laughs> I mean, according to, to Smashwords, we have a five out of five. All right, that works for me. That was my mom, right? I do believe that was my mom. Uh, it's... L. Stevenson. <laughs> Sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Shout out to my mom. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, mom of Joseph. 
Um, and excuse me, Mom of Theo, where's your rating and review? Oh, yeah, good point. And I could say the same thing about all my other friends and family. I will also say to that review, another one that's probably better written than the book itself. So kudos <laughs> for that. I like the sentence, those we may think of as our enemies turn out to be totally different. <laughs> you think she just forgot the word friends? <laughs> no, I, I, I like it because they might just turn out to be different, but they're still probably your enemies. <laughs> they're just <laughs> not exactly who you thought they were. But And you can sing and dance with your enemy, I guess. That's true. Well, thank you, Lucy. I will no longer call you Loose Moral Lucy. Been a long time coming. Now, should we move on to talking about Quest of the Dragon? Let's do it. And yeah. And this is going to be a short episode. This is going to be a short episode. We've only been recording for like 45 minutes so far. So I'm going to jump right in and say I have taken the liberty of finishing quest of the dragon (laughs) oh yeah not myself with a little help from my computer oh a ghostwriter yeah (laughs) and the website story ai you can find this at storyai.botsociety.io you know we say this podcast is about reading stories we wrote as children but i feel like it's also kind of about just combing through the dusty corners of the internet what's this strange website that exists and promoting it to everyone well to prevent this from being just a plug for storyai.botsociety.io i will say that it's not a very good website either And I put in the entire book, the entire Quest of the Dragon, to Story AI so that it could finish it. Right. It is, to this day, still processing that story, according to... How long ago did you do that? About two weeks ago. Do you think it's just taking so long? Because in Quest of the Dragon, the logic just never checks out, and a computer needs it to be logical to understand it. Um, Does not compute. Does not compute. (laughs) We're like wrecking their server right now. Actually, I'm just realizing I went to the I went to the website to see, and I think I actually did break the website because (laughs) I submitted the entire story at once, and then it says AI is generating, Uh and it should have your story within. I think three minutes to an hour is what it originally said. (laughs) Two weeks later, still says AI is generating. I tried putting in shorter amounts of the story. (laughs) I forgot. I actually had to go to a different site, (laughs) which I don't remember now. So shout out to the site that helped me write it. Maybe we should have done this podcast instead. The idea of a podcast where you just go to random websites you've never heard of and review them. (laughs) Wouldn't that be so good? That would be great. You know, some of these websites may have been made by children geniuses so. <laughs> oh yeah i made one we'll, we'll get to that eventually but so I, I did find the website it's called talk to transformer.com what are we gonna rate it four stars uh three <laughs> <laughs> the reason i went with fewer stars is because they won't let you put in a whole lot of the story uh, so you can't get it to generate a lot so what i had to do to get it to generate a little bit more of a story was I had to keep feeding it back in what it had just generated for me. So it would generate <laughs> something. I would 
copy and paste it back into the thing, and then it would generate the end to that thing. I'm going to say before you start, that is a flawed working method, but for the premise of the segment, I'll let it slide. <laughs> That's fair, because it generated like a couple paragraphs worth of text on two sentences. That is funny, because it's a computer interpreting what a computer wrote and analyzing. Yeah. First time when it was my writing, it was probably like, this doesn't make sense. I'll just try to make it good. But then when you put back what the computer wrote, it was probably like, now that is writing. It's like, I remember writing that and I know the end. But anyway, go ahead. So just to recap, because I think the last few sentences of Quest of the Dragon are relevant. Mm -hmm. It says, the needles were like missiles as they blasted by Devin's face. One pricked his leg, but otherwise he was okay. <laughs> when he looked up, he found Laird with 30 needles stuck in him. Yeah. Devin mumbled something under his breath as he jogged over and started ripping the needles from Laird's swollen body. Yep. Here's where the AI begins. It was over quickly. Devin stood there, wiped the blood from his mouth, shook his hands, trying to dislodge the needles. When he put his arm around Laird's shoulder and said, You look like hell. Let's get you back to the ship, and I'll look at you again. Wow. Yeah, that's, a pretty, that's pretty good. <laughs> that is pretty good. I will say that if it had properly analyzed my writing style, it would have known that I was not using words like hell in fourth or fifth grade. True. Yeah. But like I said, it was only going off of the last three sentences of your book. So Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, keep going. The ship slipped out of the foliage and into the sky. The ship showed up on their radar screens, and they scrambled to get back to it. The ship made an internal sound, like, new, new. What the heck is that? Asked the pilot. I don't know, said the officer. It sounded like something was drowning. <laughs> like, that's not someone was drowning. Something was drowning. <laughs> okay, I don't know if I like this. It feels like the computer is just saying, Meh, I don't really like fantasy. Let's do a sci-fi thing. <laughs> <laughs> it did definitely go a different direction with it. But if they're going into the sky, <laughs> surely in the next sentences you read, they're going to be interacting with the gods of Sunstar because they're in the sky. You will be blown away by what happened next. Nice. Good clickbait. Keep listening, listeners. <laughs> Fade to commercial. Yeah, good commercial. <laughs> so it sounded like something was drowning. Around 9.30 a.m. on Tuesday, February 13th, 2018, a red Ford Focus was traveling in the right lane of southbound I-405 <laughs> when it suddenly stopped near the center of the southbound lanes. According to a report from the Washington State Patrol, a trooper approached the driver and asked for his license. The driver provided the trooper with the driver's license. The driver began to cry and said that he had been in the shower and thought he hit something. The trooper had to pull the man out of the car to be checked out by paramedics and found out that he was actually the driver of the car. <laughs> like the AI has just decided to make this a news report. Yeah. It's, it's the most bizarre news report. Eh, I don't think Thea's story is very good at all. I'm just going to do my own thing now. <laughs> do you mind? It really has given yeah. up entirely on Quest of the Dragon. I was hoping it would at least say, like, he gave the ID to the officer and it read Elidora Darkfang or something. That would be great, yeah. yeah. I like how he pulls the man out of the car to be checked out by a paramedics and found out that he was actually the driver of the car <laughs> twist yeah. the man told the trooper that he believed he had hit a deer however when the trooper asked for the deer the man indicated that he had never hit a deer oh, no. <laughs> when he asked for the deer i like i love to imagine the trooper pulling the guy over the, the driver saying he hit a deer and be like well where's the deer yeah. why didn't you keep it <laughs> well i i mean i love how the guy then says he didn't hit a deer like 
oh, you caught me in a lie. I guess I have to admit I didn't hit that deer because I can't show it to you. Yeah, Didn't keep my deer. Yeah. Um, all right. Then it gets a little PG-13 okay. for potential drug use. So right after he indicated he never hit a deer, then the driver confessed to smoking pot before the crash and claimed he was on Percocet at the time of the accident. The trooper wrote in the report. <laughs> this is just a crimes report in a newspaper. <laughs> it totally analyzed the writing style terribly. I think both the driver and the trooper had been smoking pot, though, <laughs> because this doesn't really sound like an interaction that would happen between sober people. The driver was taken to the hospital for treatment of minor injuries, then taken to the Ross County Jail. He was charged with operating a vehicle under the influence, having no driver's license, and failure to control. <laughs> I also like how he was charged with having no driver's license when the first thing it says <laughs> is that he showed him his driver's license. Crooked cops. What can you say? That's right. And then, yeah, it definitely switches into a completely new police report about a Chevy <laughs> hitting a sign. I could have kept generating more, but I decided that was a... Kind of a cliffhanger. I wonder why it would slip into newspaper article. Like, I feel like the last writers who would be using this are reporters, right? Like, you can't just... <laughs> That's a good <laughs> oh, point. Oh, I didn't have time to get all the facts about this. <laughs> Let me generate a <laughs> random AI story yeah. for yeah. the responsibility I have to the public for reporting facts. <laughs> I gotta make the deadline. <laughs> I wonder if that's what our cousin Shannon does who, who writes for a newspaper. Ooh. She's running low on time. <laughs> Shout out slash accusation towards <laughs> Shannon. Hey, that wasn't an accusation. I mean, I wouldn't judge her for it. <laughs> I'd be really impressed if she could manage I'm... that and not get caught doing yeah, it. Yeah, I guess there would be some of that. But I think I would be a little bit. You know, she's still my cousin. I'd always love her as a cousin, you know. Right. I would probably, like, say maybe maybe reconsider. Her being your cousin? <laughs> no, maybe recon <laughs> reconsider the other thing that she's doing. Oh, right. Tell her to reconsider. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. police reports, yeah. Yeah, that's true. My theory is that the AI, in order to get used to human writing, it has to have a lot of input for it to analyze. Right. Probably the most easy thing to have access to a lot of that you can use to generate oh. stuff is probably reports. I see. But I like the idea that you're like... Robots are probably going to take over everything in, you know, a few decades or whatever. And this is your method to stop them is we're trying to teach them to learn how to write exactly like a human so you can't distinguish between them. But you're just feeding it robot writing. So it's just going to keep <laughs> thinking this is the right thing to do. That's true. And, Stay uh, in your lane, robots. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine a future where you just get the newspaper tossed onto your front doorstep and it has stories like this? <laughs> However, when the trooper asked for the deer, the man indicated he never hit a deer. And you're just reading this like, wow, this is fascinating news. I'm so glad I subscribed to the AI newspaper. I'm so glad I had my short-term memory erased. Every sentence is like a new experience. I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> What do you think of the AI ending? You like it? Um, <laughs> I think it took a different direction than I was expecting, but I mean, that is sort of the MO of Quest of the Dragon. It does seem to go places you wouldn't expect a lot of the time. Yeah. For a while there, it seemed like it was still centering around the same character. That was pretty good of the AI. The first two sentences are, are really solid. Well, okay. I'm proud of the AI. I know it's still in its sort of infancy. Good job to the AI, but you can't beat a child genius. You can't beat an adult genius. Uh, so I'll say if anybody wants to finish it for me, go ahead. Send it to childgeniuspodcast at gmail.com. Well, 
Next on my list, I have taken the liberty of casting the Quest of the Dragon movie. Oh. And so this is really more for when we get a few more listeners, we have a little bit of a bigger budget to work with, <laughs> and we can make a full feature-length movie with right. some very talented actors and actresses. Once we've got the buy-in from the studios. Right. Yeah. So I'll, I'm, I'll just start reading some of my ideas for the casting. Okay. And you tell me if this is so bad that I shouldn't even finish my list. Okay. First of all, I cast Larry David okay. as Larid because of the name. It's just you have to. I really thought Larid. <laughs> That's why? <laughs> yeah. Larid. There are other Larrys. He could have been Larry the Cable Guy. No, but Larid <laughs> is a shortened form of Larry David. Oh, okay. Yeah. I feel like you should have said that's what sparked it initially, but then you have a better reason. <laughs> You've developed a better reason since then. <laughs> no, that is actually, I know I'm pretty new to the movie industry uh-huh. on this one, but I think this is a unique way and a revolutionary way, really, to, to cast movies. Yeah. <laughs> Just by uh, reverse engineering the portmanteau of the name. Like, it's Larry David, and you make it Larid, and then... Right. Yeah, okay. I can see Larry... Because Larry David's a big yeller, right? Like, he likes to, like... That's, like, part of his comedy, right? Is he's like... Yeah, he would fit in with that role. I think so. Wasn't there the part where Larid is like, I tried knocking you out and bringing you into the locker. I tried making light. That could definitely be Larry David saying that, I think. Yeah, I could totally see him doing that. I mean, because some of it is, like, against type, right? Like, when he's looking... Poignantly into the the fire and saying, Elias is going to destroy this world. That would be funny just to see Larry David do that, right? Yeah, he could he could pull off a more serious role, though, if he needed to. <laughs> and also when he says, the Laprosine K-Walker. And then the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme song comes <laughs> up. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be so great. When he turns into a cat and starts attacking Devin, you have the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme song playing the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I think it fits the scene well. All right, next up, I actually do have a couple people for this role because it was close and I I wasn't sure who to go with, Mm -hmm. but this is Devin, and I was thinking about Devin, I was thinking about what he would look like, and I really just wanted to go with more, less of a portmanteau casting (laughs) and more of a (laughs) physical match casting. Okay. This kid, he walks around in circles, he talks to himself. Mm -hmm. I was really imagining him like you as a child with yeah. a mullet. So I, I had to get a mullet actor in oh, this one. Who's that? And I went with uh, Danny McBride, a.k.a. Kenny Powers, if you know who that is. I have no idea who this guy is, but he looks like he's here to party. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, most people with mullets are here to party, but I will also say that another person I was considering who you would know uh-huh. is, if you've seen the movie Joe Dirt... David Spade as Joe Dirt as Devin. Yeah, I always feel kind of bad for David Spade. I've (laughs) seen him in various interviews. He like will always say something about how nobody liked me back when I was on SNL. But like he doesn't say it that way. He says it kind of passive aggressive or something like, oh, really? Everybody loved Dana Carvey, like that sort of stuff. (laughs) Yeah, while I do feel like he maybe fits Devin, I also feel like, yeah, Devin is like the dumbest character. Should I feel like he fits Devin or should I feel some compassion? towards him i really was just casting based on the mullet based on the mullet yeah either one of those guys would be such a great match what i like about both of them Uh is they're very much adult men 
And <laughs> it would be funny to see them playing a fourth grader, third grader, whatever Devin is. Yeah. They might right. have to do kind of a, like in Lord of the Rings, how they shot the hobbits to look very small. Ah, uh, forced perspective. Right, yeah. They might have to use some forced perspective <laughs> there. All right. I like that casting, David Spade. Uh, yeah, I didn't prep this. I really should have. I'm trying to think of who I would pick for Devin. You could play him yourself. Yeah, why don't I? Well, I think I would play Elias. Thank you very much. <laughs> then I would be Devin. Yeah, I you guess. can be Devin. <laughs> All right. That's, that's it. Joseph Stevenson or David Spade, whoever we can. <laughs> Whoever's available. Yeah. Probably yeah. David Spade. All right. <laughs> Next up, I have the master. I have him cast as Danny DeVito. Oh, that's pretty good. Oh, man. Yeah. And the, the line is like, he has the GP and it says, he smiled at his beautifulness. Don't you think Danny DeVito would do such a good job looking at this GP? And like, wouldn't yeah. you just love to hear Danny DeVito explain the whole thing about GP? I think Danny DeVito doesn't get cast as a bad guy enough. He was the penguin in Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But he's a great bad guy. Because he has kind of a gruff voice. Yeah. It's what you trade for things. You're like skins, for example. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, I totally endorse that. All right. I put my you stamp like on it. this movie so far? Yeah. Great movie. All right, next up, I have the voice of the griffin or lion Mm -hmm. as um, Eddie Murphy. (laughs) (laughs) Mainly because he was the donkey in Shrek, and it was great. (laughs) He should basically reprise almost exactly donkey in Shrek as the griffin. Kind of taking a comedic spin on that, but... Right, right, right. He'd definitely have to flesh out those lines, you know. It would be a shame to just hire Eddie Murphy to say... What do you want? And silence. <laughs> right? Like you got to give him a few, a few more, you know, comedic lines. But yeah. I yeah. Mean, I think that'd be pretty good. He's a great comedian. <laughs> he could probably improvise a couple lines <laughs> as well. That's pretty good. Yeah. I like that. All right. Um, next I have David slash the lizard man mm-hmm. played by the rock. And I, okay. my, my thought here was <laughs> the rock would make a good muscular kind of semi-evil i'm not sure semi-good lizard man superhero type guy. <laughs> okay okay joseph we've gone over this he's not a superhero he's a half lizard half human and ha- it's a lizard not man not the lizard explain man. to me how a half lizard half man is not a superhero and yes in my mind, he is the lizard man, a lizard man. <laughs> okay. Also, David is described as being the size of a dog with a plaid shirt on. Would you describe <laughs> the rock as being the size of a dog with a plaid Forced shirt? Forced perspective. I'll say it again. <laughs> oh, God. I think you can manage this. And I mean, the first scene where David appears, Lisa is like bludgeoning him and like easily beating him up. I mean, I feel like this would be a good, like, funny casting. Like, it would be funny to watch The Rock be, like, thrown around and get his glasses crushed. But I don't think it's... I think it's, like, possibly the worst person you could have picked. <laughs> I, like, I get it. Like, he could be the lizard man. Yes. But he's not going to be David. Okay. <laughs> I was imagining David as the scrawniest character. So maybe you're right. Maybe... The Rock is just wearing lizard scales and stuff, and he's the lizard man. The lizard man, by the way. (laughs) And (laughs) David himself is played by a very scrawny, dog-sized person. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Who's the kid from uh, The Sixth Sense? We'll just call him the kid from The Sixth Sense. (laughs) No, we can figure this out easily. (laughs) 
It's true. We do. Haley Joel Osment. Oh, I remember him. Because he has a sort of like haunted vibe going on. I feel like that is like maybe appropriate for a David. Like he, I feel like he's probably a pretty skittish guy. He lives with Lisa. He probably gets beat up a lot. Don't you think? Yeah. I, I can definitely see that. I just love picturing The Rock deliver that line that David says where he's like, where Devin is like, would you believe me if there's a world behind old Stanky? And David says something like, uh, maybe. I lost my lizard back there, so it could be. Or whatever. <laughs> picturing The Rock saying that. That's a very The Rock thing to say. All right, I'm coming around. Okay, find The Rock. Okay, <laughs> what's next? Next up, I have Elias played by Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, that's very good. And it's great because he doesn't have to say the word penguin in all of it. So that's awesome. <laughs> Does he... S- does Elias say the word penguin? Benedict Cumberbatch narrated some documentary about penguins, and he says it wrong every time. He says, like, penguins or penguins. <laughs> penguins? And you can find it on YouTube. Just a quick shout-out to YouTube. Great site. Um, everybody <laughs> go check that Five out. Five stars. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I don't think I need to explain this one too much. The guy's clearly got that kind of smart genius vibe yeah but also kind of sneaky like he might be playing a trick on you wait who did you say for devon who was it for devon devon is david spade as joe dirt as devon so yeah you can imagine that relationship between the two of them. david spade would totally be like totally intimidated by benedict cumberbatch don't you think <laughs> that's true <laughs> that's true. perfect for lisa i have her played by mm-hmm. helena bonham carter oh yeah 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 and she plays bellatrix in Harry Potter, she's kind of got that scary person vibe, which matches Lisa pretty well. She tends to play like witches and stuff like like she was also in Big Fish. And I imagine you could say that her hair almost <laughs> yeah. turns into snakes and her teeth are pretty <laughs> yeah. unnoticeable. Well, yeah, and well until she smiles. But I think that no, that <laughs> right. wasn't a comment on her teeth being bad or anything like that. I was just saying We you love were, your teeth, Helena Bonham Carter. Big shout out to the teeth <laughs> of Helena Bonham Carter. As noticeable as she wants them to be, a reasonable amount of noticeable. Perfectly noticeable. Perfectly noticeable. Yeah. Not unnoticeable. Yeah. Not too noticeable. But still being cast in a part for unnoticeable teeth. Right, she can pull it off. Yeah. <laughs> she's that good of an actress. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she might as well also play the Queen Medusa if she's going to have snake hair. Unless you have another one. Keep going. Oh, yeah. I was actually going to say, you sent me a list of the people in the different characters. I was looking at that list, and I saw Queen Medusa. Yeah. And I was like, who is Queen Medusa? <laughs> Shout out to Queen Medusa. She's really in the book. I remember that now. She's the one who delivers the best line. Yeah, she's banned here, too. I remember. <laughs> and Helen and Bonham Carter, you're going to be banned here in this role as well. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. Well, I guess I didn't cast everybody. Helen and Bonham Carter, she can also play Medusa. <laughs> the idea of all of these adults sitting in third grade <laughs> and like bullying each other there's not a single yeah. child except for david who's played by Haley joel osmond yeah Haley joel yeah the child version <laughs> right um hankin is played by john cena ah uh, yeah that makes right sense. because originally i was thinking he could be played by the rock but <laughs> i had already had the rock cast as david but now maybe that we have that kid playing the rock or sorry playing david now we could have the rock as hankin or alternating john cena and the rock and just hope that the audience doesn't notice that <laughs> just two muscular guys, so they're just going to assume it's the same character. Why don't we just hire them both to play the entire roles, and then we decide in the edit 
which one we like better. Right, yeah. That's a good point. That's how they usually do it in movies. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And if they like them both about the same, they sort of morph their bodies together in each <laughs> shot and yeah. use that. The physical portmanteau of the two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Next up. Next up, Miss Wilder. I don't think I need to explain this one too much. And I just asked my wife, who's a good teacher type uh-huh. actress who looks like she could be a teacher. Right. And she said Anne Hathaway. And I agreed. Yeah. So. That's funny. She's she's pretty young still, though. Like, I was picturing a slightly older person. But I guess with makeup and special effects, she can look older. <laughs> right. And that forced perspective. <laughs> what Forced perspective. People stop growing. <laughs> well, she would need to look quite a bit taller than... David Spade, Benedict Cumberbatch, (laughs) Helena Bonham Carter, and John Cena. So (laughs) sounds like a nightmare movie. Like I feel like the best director for this is Tim Burton. (laughs) Um, Oh, I did not cast a direct a director, but that is a good one. Whoopi Goldberg played a teacher one time. Maybe she would be good for that role. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great point. I feel like we are kind of using pretty famous actors for pretty tiny roles. I, I do That's feel true. some uh, some guilt about that. Well, like I said, we're going to have a pretty big budget, so... <laughs> true, true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. What's the next one? Next up, I cast Longfei mm-hmm. Dragon, who was banned here, too. Actually, this is a little bit of a cop-out, but I cast him as... The voice of Longfei would be Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> So he's getting a lot of work right now on this Yeah, <laughs> but think about how many people have work experience as the voice of a dragon. Right. Benedict yeah. has some great experience as Smog. Smaug? Smaug. From the Hobbit movies. All right, fair enough. And last but not least, just kind of going in this Lord of the Rings vein, mm-hmm. I've cast Hornsay as Andy Serkis. Ah, yeah. He'd kind of do like a golem voice for Hornsay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but Hornsay is a... I was imagining a minotaur as being pretty muscular. John Cena. <laughs> John Cena. That's what we should have used, John. Okay. Yeah, I think that is actually better. We just need to move our people down. The Rock... Or, sorry, David now played by a kid. The Rock goes down to playing Hankin. John Cena goes <laughs> down to playing Hornsay, but voiced by Andy Serkis. Everybody just moves over one. <laughs> yeah, voiced by... Wait, but you didn't cast... Todd McTinkley. Oh my God, you're right. I think that would be John Mulaney. He would he would be good. For Throw it out. <laughs> Throw it out. We don't have that part anymore. We're gonna have to not make this movie. <laughs> oh, I see, because you made a mistake. You're too embarrassed. Yeah, <laughs> we're not gonna make the movie anymore. I'm gonna be crying later, like every good perfectionist. Yeah, there are a few other characters who don't have speaking roles, mm-hmm. like Ranger Toadie. That would probably be a good uh, Tom Hanks, right? Alex Zamboni. You know, if if we're if we're just talking about some bit characters that we could throw some actors at, yeah. I had a list of my kind of B team who didn't quite <laughs> make the okay. any spots that I would just love to put in a movie. Right. Mainly I would love to have a movie with Thomas Middleditch and Ben Schwartz in it. Oh. Yeah. Big fan of those two. They could be Devin and Elias. No, I think I kind of cast them perfectly, so <laughs> I'm just saying if you happen not to get your preferred casting, which does happen sometimes, Joseph, you're being a little utopian. Our budget's going to be pretty big, Theo, so <laughs> I would also love to have Keanu Reeves and Paul Rudd <laughs> and Kristen Wiig and Amy Poehler. Okay. Well, I think that was a great segment. Thanks, Joseph. You're welcome. Um, so what's next? 
I've got something else. It might not be good, but it is short. It's going to be a short episode. All right, go ahead. This is short. I did write a review for Quest of the Dragon. You did? I guess I could have written this review on Smashwords. <laughs> Whoops. You just sort of wrote it and threw it in the garbage? <laughs> no, I wrote it on a piece of paper. <laughs> I'm picturing you like type it up on a Microsoft Word document, close <laughs> the document, and then just move it into your recycle bin. And then <laughs> the recycle bin. Did you say empty the recycle bin? Too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then throw my computer out the window. <laughs> <laughs> you, you tie a cinder block to your computer and drop it off a bridge into the river. <laughs> Guess I'm getting a new computer. <laughs> that was such a bad review. I really messed up on that review. <laughs> Do you want to hear my review? Yeah. It's it's pretty short. I just said, Quest of the Dragon is the perfect book for people who love the fantasy genre, but don't like getting bogged down with too much action or fantasy. <laughs> if you read this book, get ready to prepare yourself to get excited about thinking about <laughs> taking the necessary steps to psych yourself up for a Quest of the Dragon. <laughs> nice. That's pretty good. And then it would say, like, the quote would be from Joseph or something, and that would be on the back of the book. Oh, it would say, like, Joseph Stevenson, author of Three Cowboys. Oh, Or no, it would just say, good. bye, <laughs> Joseph Stevenson. Yeah, this review, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have gotten so much mileage out of that stupid <laughs> coincidence that you happen to bold the word bye. That's true. <laughs> That was great, Joseph. Do you have anything else? I have one more thing. All right. And this was just something that we kind of talked about a little bit last time. Well, I guess we talked about this off the air. We talked about maybe talking about the hero's journey and how this oh, right. novella fits into the format of the hero's journey. Right. I guess just to start off, we should say what the hero's journey is in case anyone doesn't know. Because I had to look this up. I did not know what it was. Mm-hmm. It is... A common template of stories that involve a hero who goes on adventure, is victorious in a decisive crisis, and comes home changed or transformed. Right. There are three acts in the hero's journey. Departure, initiation, and return. Mm -hmm. Within each of these acts, there's a breakdown into steps of each act. And my favorite breakdown, the one that made the most sense to me, was Christopher Vogler in 2007. He's got five steps. They are one, ordinary world, two, call to adventure, three, refusal of the call, four, meeting with the mentor, and five, crossing the first threshold. So I know you probably set the podcast to 1.75 speed again. (laughs) That is how he breaks down just the departure act, Mm -hmm. and that almost perfectly explains quest of the dragon to me it is funny like you can put this on like so many different fantasy stories that we know about right lord of the rings or harry potter things like that yeah but it's it's crazy that like i was even cued into these things without realizing it as a fourth grader isn't that kind of cool you i mean you were a child genius so naturally oh right i forgot (laughs) i shouldn't say fourth grader yeah i should say child genius well do you want to go over them yeah i was just gonna say as i was reading them i was thinking These kind of remind me of Lord of the Rings, like you said. Mm -hmm. And that first act is pretty much Fellowship of the Rings, or Fellowship of the Ring. Mm -hmm. And Gandalf, oh shit, I just realized, probably spoiling something, but Gandalf (laughs) dies at the end of Fellowship of the Ring. Wink. Wink. And Larid dies at the end of Quest of the Dragon. (laughs) So I really think there's some parallels there. And I really think Quest of the Dragon, we're not giving it enough credit 
calling it an unfinished work. Right. Because it's really just the first in a trilogy. Ah, I see. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, should we go over each part of it, though? Like, ordinary world. Pretty obvious, right? Yeah. Too much of that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We get a lot of ordinary. It's ordinary, but it's also a little off. People buying $300 glasses for each other, you know, not being <laughs> able to put away two different things at the same time. Like there's there's something a little funny about this world, right? I, I will say that a lot of times when I discuss Harry Potter with people, which happens more than it probably should, I like to point out that I really like the first book before he finds out he's a wizard Mm -hmm. because it's just so exciting that all of that build up to it because you know what's going to happen. You know he's going to find out that he's a wizard. Mm. But it's just so fun to think of him living his normal life and what it could have been if he never found out he was a wizard. So I always really liked that part because I just think it's funny to imagine him, you know, going, he was going to go off to high school with his clothes that his Aunt Petunia (laughs) dyes gray and they smell terrible. And what if all seven books were him going through an actual (laughs) high school and college? You could write a fanfic of like the alternate universe Harry Potter where he just actually right. never gets the letter. Right. <laughs> yeah. My mom actually read me the first Harry Potter book. I hadn't even heard of it when she was reading it to me and I didn't know he was going to be a wizard. So like at the beginning <laughs> I like I thought this could have just been like a normal like realistic fiction book or something like that. So yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> so you couldn't see the cover of it or anything? Was the cover very clear that it, he was a wizard? Maybe not, but... It's just called Harry Potter. It's not called Harry Potter the Very Special Wizard. <laughs> also, if you read the back of the book, I'm pretty sure it says... <laughs> I mean, my mom was reading it to me. Maybe every time I tried to reach for it to see the front cover, she slapped my hand away. You know how my mom does. I do think that's a fair thing to do, though, as a, as a reader of a book to someone. Mm. It's kind of nice... To not give anything away. Yeah. Not the hand slapping. That's not nice. But I mean, yeah, maybe NPR had just put her in a bad mood that day. Um, <laughs> Happens to me every day. Wait, so we got a little off track. Yes, we were on Ordinary World, and then after Ordinary World is Call to Adventure. Yeah, I oh, I was going to ask you, is the Ordinary World in Quest of the Dragon as exciting to you as the Ordinary World in Harry Potter? Um, I'm going to be honest. Oh, good. I'm excited. Harry Potter is my favorite book series, so no. But, but Quest of the Dragon is your favorite single book. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. I think what I like so much about Harry Potter is it really builds up just how crappy his life is going to be. Mm. And then it's so satisfying when it turns out he's a wizard. Whereas in <laughs> Devin and Elias's world, their lives don't seem that bad yeah Elias is doing quite well actually yeah when they end up in a different dimension it's just kind of like well this is just different not necessarily <laughs> worse or better yeah. yeah right wow that's actually a really interesting insight like I know we normally just try to make jokes and stuff but because yeah for most of this like I think of the lion the witch in the wardrobe like they were in a place where they weren't comfortable and then they went into the land of Narnia right yeah but mine is just like well we're, we just keep having more days at school just doing more school stuff and then <laughs> oh I guess there's another world yeah I'll try this out for a little while <laughs> yeah that would that would be an interesting follow-up to the Harry Potter series there's a kid who is a muggle but they're like the star football player on their <laughs> high school football team. Uh, they've got like a great girlfriend that they're going to marry. <laughs> yeah. And 
they're going off to college at the best college in the <laughs> in the country, and then yeah. they find out they're a wizard, and they have to go to this crappy place <laughs> called Hogwarts, and they don't know anybody. And, and they're actually like a really bad student at Hogwarts. And yeah, it's like just really unpleasant. At oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> that would be such a good fanfic. Yeah, <laughs> that would be interesting. That all they're doing after that is trying to get back to their normal life but <laughs> right. the wizarding world just keeps interfering yeah they're just trying to get expelled the whole time <laughs> <laughs> yeah or what about what if it's just like most of the novel is just their normal life and it's awesome and then like the last chapter they find out they're a wizard they go to hogwarts and they cast some spell wrong and it ends up killing them <laughs> and <laughs> wow <laughs> so it's like wow you really shouldn't have gone the wizard route <laughs> you know? that's the moral the moral of the story <laughs> It's like, things are pretty good for you now, so don't try to do anything new because <laughs> yeah. you'll mess it up. Right. <laughs> don't, don't take risks. In fact, you could probably end most books that way. They find out they're a wizard, they go to Hogwarts, and they die. <laughs> <laughs> they die. And I mean, that would be the classic. Someone's like, have you read this book and you lie and say you did? And they're like, what do you think of that about that ending? You would never guess that was the ending. <laughs> they know? go to Hogwarts and they die. <laughs> yeah. or, or maybe it's just, you know how when people tell stories... And it's not a great story. They end it with, oh, yeah. and then I found $100. Yeah, or Claxton came in with the PlayStation is right. the other one people always say. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot admonished yeah. him. Um, that's another common one. But you could instead say, and then I went to Hogwarts and I died. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be on our first t-shirts. And then I went to Hogwarts and I died. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I mean, that's something people don't talk about enough about Hogwarts is just how dangerous it really was. They're working with some pretty dangerous yeah. spells. So, yeah. Number one is Ordinary World. We've established that. Number two is Call to Adventure. Mm-hmm. You know, Lara did his things, yep. you know, at Walmart and <laughs> by knocking him out, knocking right. Devin out. And- oh, wait. So, in your version, the refusal of the call is when. Devin gets knocked out and won't budge. Yeah. In my version, refusal of the call is Devin either being completely oblivious to the call or not budging when he's knocked out. If you don't want to do something and you're knocked out, just don't just don't budge. <laughs> yeah, right. He's just very oblivious. All right, what's next? Number four is meeting with mentor. That's pretty obvious. Yeah. Larid, a.k.a. Larry David, <laughs> and Devin, a.k.a. Joe Dirt, finally mm-hmm. meet. And then crossing the first threshold, Larid literally drags Devin's unconscious body <laughs> over that threshold into the force of the centaur. <laughs> yeah, so. that's true. Well done. Nice. And, and I guess we already get we get a little of tests, allies, and enemies, right? Like the first... We get the Lapracine K-Walker. That's probably their first test, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So a little a little teaser of the next book. Well done with that segment, Joseph. Yeah, we put the cherry on top of this thing. Do you want to wrap this episode up so we don't go forever and ever? Yeah, we got to wrap this episode up so we don't go forever and ever. And I, just to calm everyone's fears, what we will do is we will have a bonus episode later. Like if anybody actually happens to send in any fan theories or anything like that, we will address all of those in a single episode. That we'll record later. True. Uh, yeah, for anyone who's made it this far, I just want to say thank you for listening to all of the Quest of the Dragon and this extra episode, still more about Quest of the Dragon. And um, we always... Oh, wait, did we actually even say, like, at the beginning in this podcast, we read and analyze stories we wrote as children delving into the inner workings of a child genius's mind? I'm Theo. I'm Joseph. No, we didn't. <laughs> well, 
Guys, I hope you came to assume that. <laughs> if you've been lost this whole time, there's some context for yeah, you. Yeah, you can put that on half speed and get all that info. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so don't forget to rate and review Three Cowboys. And Quest of the Dragon now. And Quest of the Dragon, that's right. We love audience engagement, so send us your fan art, your fan theories, your fan songs. Uh, send it all to the email, childgeniuspodcast at gmail.com. Send us your scams. Send us your spams. Send us, send us your endings. Oh, yeah. Were you about to say that? Yeah. No, I wasn't, but I'm glad you said it. Definitely send those in. We would appreciate that. Tell us if you feel like we missed anything. I feel like that's that's kind of an important thing because we find a lot of funny things with these stories, but sometimes I look back at it even and I think, oh, that was also a weird thing that I wrote that we didn't even address. So if you guys notice anything that we didn't, send an email our way. And so make sure you tell all your friends and family about this podcast. Promote it on your social media page. Give us a shout out or something like that. I'll say the best way to get the word out is that you could get licensed as a tattoo artist, and then no matter what people ask for to be tattooed on their skin, just tattoo inside the mind of the child genius on their forehead. (laughs) Smart. Maybe that could always be in addition, because if you have it on your forehead, you're never going to see it, right? So maybe like do what they want, but then also give them an extra one on their forehead while they're still unconscious. (laughs) (laughs) And make sure they it's in mirror font so that they can read it when they're looking in the mirror. Oh, you're right. They, so we're promoting to the people who <laughs> right. are getting their tattoos. I was thinking for everyone else. Maybe, what if you just do it on their eyelids so they can never see it, but everyone else can whenever they blink or sleep? Oh, yeah, that's good. And then also in mirror script on their forehead for them to see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got to get everybody. Yeah. Make them totally just unemployable. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just go ahead and put it wherever you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that that's it. Um, oh, I did. I was thinking about this, like whenever we ask people for like feedback or, or to send us uh, their ideas, I was thinking about like we're like two months ahead on our recording schedule. It's true. This is slower communication than sending a letter in the 1700s. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's true. But I, I I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I think we need to be more on our toes about the future. That way, when we do release this episode, we need to say something now that will let them know that we know it is currently the day that they're experiencing. Oh, yeah. So we should record a video of this with us holding up today's newspaper. Like, (laughs) we're a hostage. (laughs) And I'll just go ahead and be the first to say that I'm so happy that COVID is over <laughs> finally. It might you be, know? Yeah. Everyone's vaccinated. We have herd immunity. Wow. So that's how you know that this is being recorded very close to when you're listening to it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Glad you know we're staying relevant. Honestly, I feel like if we quit this podcast, it would be like a star going supernova. Like you don't find out for like months that it happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. But anyway, I'm Theo. And I'm... Joseph. And the last thing we have to do is we're just going to play the theme song one more time. Just give it one more spin around the old CD player. (laughs) One more time. Yeah, so let me see. I think it's track five. Click. (laughs) All right. This is the last time. Well, you did say one more time. Oh, well, maybe it's just one more time we're going to play it. That makes sense. (laughs) Oh, gosh. That would be pretty bad if we just never played it again. I mean, because we have kind of run out of bits we can do with it. So. That's true. I don't know. Your your CD yeah. player bit was pretty solid. <laughs>
Oh yeah, it's scratched, isn't it? It keeps repeating that one part. Oh yeah, yeah. that's scratch. Yeah, that's that's nice. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> that's good. I yeah. forgot that CDs scratched. Yeah. I remember how annoying it was that in my car every single one of my CDs <laughs> was scratched somehow. But one time I made a mixed CD. Yeah. Like I burned the CD and then I wrote on it like not with like a sharpie or anything like with a ballpoint pen and somehow <laughs> that scratched the other side of it and I so I just like wow. made it and ruined it within like five seconds. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's yeah. a bummer. Do you remember when that was the way to flirt with a girl? <laughs> um I remember that that seemed to be something people did, but it was certainly not <laughs> something I was doing. <laughs> did you do that? I made two girls at high school CDs. Wow. And I had three, no, four. I made Lifetime and my whole life, mm. not just in high school. I've made three girls CDs. Wow. And in my lifetime, I've received four Oh, so got that plus differential. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> You're a heartbreaker. Um, I remember because I was in middle school and this girl made me a CD that I wasn't interested in, but the song, one of the songs on it was This Bud's For You <laughs> from the <laughs> Bud Light commercial. <laughs> Shout out to Kelly. <laughs> not a bad move. Not a bad move. Not going to say her last name because that's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm surprised you gave it a listen if you didn't like her. That's that's good on you, Joseph. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? They're going to ask. Do you think it's possible that you, you were like, maybe if I give this a listen and I like the songs, I, I will see something in her now that I, <laughs> that I like. <laughs> that's actually a really good point that I never changed my mind about anyone because of a mixed CD. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone change their mind about you? I highly doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you want to wrap this baby up? Yeah, I think we're done. We're done. Stop. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.